0: Hello, this is Patrick, and I'm uh, a bit worried, this time about ozone holes. So to be clear, I'm not actually all that worried about the ozone layer. The ozone layer is going to be fine, it's well on its way to making a full recovery. What's got me worried is this clip that I heard recently of, wait for it, Donald Trump. You know, you're not allowed to use hairspray anymore because it affects the ozone, you know that, right? I said, you mean to tell me, because, you know, hairspray is not like it used to be. It used to be real good. Today, you put the hairspray on. It's good for 12 minutes, right? But, you know, they say that you can't. I said, wait a minute. So if I take hairspray and if I spray it in my apartment, which is all sealed, and you're telling me that affects the ozone layer. Yes. I say, no way, folks. No way. Okay, so before we unpack that suitcase of mouth sputum, let's start at the beginning. What exactly is an ozone hole? Well, it's pretty simple. Ozone is a gas, and like most gases, ozone likes to be in the atmosphere, with the majority of ozone residing in the stratosphere. And whenever people talk about the stratosphere, it always seems like, wow, the stratosphere, that's so far away. But Where the stratosphere begins is actually just 10 kilometers above the Earth's surface. So the stratosphere is basically just a fun run away. If you were really good at rollerblading vertically, you could probably get there in like half an hour. Now, we should all be very thankful that there is this ozone layer in the stratosphere, because the sun, as we all learned on the first day of kindergarten, is trying to kill us. You see, the sun emits a lot more UV radiation than what gets to the surface. It's emitting this harmful UV radiation that causes skin cancer and just generally damages cellular life. But stratospheric ozone absorbs that radiation. It's our warm fuzzy blanket shielding us from those rays. Hooray! Okay, so that's ozone covered. What is a hole, other than a regrettable 90s grunge band? Well. My grandfather would define a hole as something you can put in a barrel to make it lighter. You can have a wormhole, which makes intergalactic time travel seem like a leisurely rollerblade in the park. You can have a glory hole, which is a whole other reason to be worried. Uh, You can have a sinkhole, which is a hole in your sink. You can have a foxhole, which is a hole in your fox. For example, little known fact that I just made up. In every episode of The X-Files where Mulder gets shot, David Duchovny would shout, "Look, scully, another foxhole." Apparently, Gillian Anderson made the mistake of politely chuckling the first time he said this, and then after that, he just wouldn't let the joke die. And that's probably why their marriage didn't last. But I digress. Ozone hole. What is that? Well, it's fairly straightforward. An ozone hole is a region where you'd expect to have lots of ozone, but instead there isn't a lot of ozone. And this consistently happens every spring over Antarctica. The main problem is, or was, from CFCs. CFCs are molecules that contain carbon, fluoride, and chlorine, and yes, they were used for a long time to propel hairspray. And as far as I know, there is no such thing as naturally occurring CFCs. CFCs come in a can. They were put there by a man. In a factory downtown. Anywho. They were used in things like hairspray and spray paint, basically anything that sprays. Ocean spray. But they were also used as refrigerants in fridges and air conditioners. They were used as solvents, used in dry cleaning, lots of stuff. So, what would happen is that after you were done spraying your hair with hairspray, or when you were done with your air conditioner and you threw it in the river because only losers properly dispose of hazardous materials, CFCs would leak out and get into the atmosphere. They would then make their way into the stratosphere, presumably by rollerblading there, and then make their way to the Arctic or the Antarctic. And when CFCs get into the stratosphere, they get hit with that UV radiation that we were talking about earlier and the CFCs break apart. When they break down, they release chlorine, and chlorine hates ozone. Like, remember how Office Space hated TPS reports? That's how much chlorine hates ozone. Chlorine demolishes ozone, like a printer in Office Space. Now, one chlorine atom released into the stratosphere can destroy thousands and thousands upon thousands of ozone molecules. So just a little bit of CFC in the stratosphere, just a sous of CFC, will cause a Trump-load of damage. And uh, Donald Trump doesn't believe in ozone holes. First off, the amount of hairspray that that man must use in order to have his quote-unquote hair look like that I'm surprised that he doesn't have a permanent ozone hole above him, just following him around wherever he goes. But let's listen again to what he said about ozone depletion. So, if I take hairspray and if I spray it in my apartment, which is all sealed, and you're telling me that affects the ozone layer, yes, I say no way, folks, no way. So, this is what has me worried. I'm worried that President elect Trump doesn't believe that the ozone hole is real, or that humans cause the ozone hole. Moreover, it's also kind of worrying that he doesn't seem to think that air can escape from his apartment. I've got air. I've got the best air. No one can steal my air. I'm also a little bit worried that that was my best Trump impression. Whatever. I mean... The ozone hole is well documented. Since 1979, NASA alone has built and launched over 15 different satellite instruments where the explicit mission objective is to monitor the ozone hole. And yes, by over 15, I do in fact mean 16. And let's talk briefly about the Montreal Protocol. The Montreal Protocol is the international treaty that banned CFC production. It was signed by every single country in the world. Maybe even some outside of the world. But every single country signed the Montreal Protocol. That includes Belgium, for some reason. Kofi Annan himself recently heralded the Montreal Protocol as perhaps the single most successful international agreement to date. And Kofi Annan is one of those people who... I mean, I know his name, and I know he's a big deal. But when it comes down to it... No one really knows who he is. It's the same with Boutros Boutros Gali or your father. So, suffice it to say, Coffee Anon is a fan of the Montreal Protocol. And the Montreal Protocol dealt with the very real problem of ozone depletion. Ozone depletion was a problem that was clearly happening. We saw it happen, it happened. It seems weird that I would have to say that. It was a real thing that we saw happening in the 70s and 80s and the 90s. Just like we saw Michael Jackson transitioning into a white woman. We saw it year after year, there were lower and lower amounts of ozone in the ozone hole. The ozone hole was getting bigger each year. Then, in the mid 90s, that all stopped. It stopped in the mid 90s. Sure, there was still an ozone hole every year. But it was no longer getting consistently bigger each year. Ozone levels each year were more or less constant. It stopped in the mid-90s because we started phasing out CFCs in 1991. And by 1996, worldwide production of CFCs was banned outright. And now, ozone levels are actually, fingers crossed, recovering. We fixed the problem. It's still going to be a while before we get all of our ozone back, but we averted the crisis. So yeah, it kind of worries me that the man who's going to run the United States, who will be the leader of the free world, if the free world only included the US, he doesn't think that humans can have any adverse effect on the planet because his apartment is sealed. It worries me that he, if he had been the president at the time, he would not have signed the Montreal Protocol. That is frightening. CFCs were a threat to all cellular-based life forms on planet Earth, and Trump would have said, No way, folks. No way. So, one tiny little glimmer of hope about that clip, and I do mean tiny, I'm talking barely enough glimmer to fill a miniature-sized rollerblade, is that not very many people actually applauded that line. I mean, some people applauded, which of course is worrisome, but most people were like, wait, what? I don't care that much about hairspray. But yeah, I'm worried. And what's the solution? Well, as always, I don't know. I, I'm just here to tell you that I'm worried. If you really want to do something, I guess you can try writing to your local government representative. I hear that sometimes works. Maybe send a telegram to your state comptroller. Hell, you could Snapchat the Lord Chancellor of the Exchequer for all I care. That's the best I got. So, good night, Bradley. This week's episode was brought to you by Dr. Spiteman's Ophthalmology Center. Dr. Spiteman's, you'll see... You'll all see